little guy. Do you hear him? He likes to do that. <sighs> What's up, Jess? What's up, Kat? Oh, not a lot of. Me and my uh, Michelob Ultra Seltzer having a great... Oh, well. What is this, Tuesday? Tuesday <laughs> afternoon? Here's my seltzer. <laughs> I'm literally just drinking water. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. Well, it's it's been a week. Uh, it's only Tuesday. Uh-huh. So, yeah. seltzer. I did... I, it was like 89 degrees out this afternoon after I got off of work, so I laid out for like a hot second before I worked out, and now I'm just like super thirsty, so I've been draining water. <laughs> That's fair. I guess if I had any um, exercise today, I probably wouldn't be drinking a beer. True. <sighs> oh, well. But you know what? Live your life. I got if it. it's been stressful week already, Texas, like, go for it. Texas says drink a beer. Yeah, no judgment. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I'll be drinking wine tomorrow, so. There we go. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Should we get into it? Yeah, I think so. So, Kat, tell us another reason to stay inside. So, another reason to stay inside is because of the existence of the Silent Twins. Um, So, the Silent Twins, uh, it's June and Jennifer Gibbons. They were born in 1963 in Yemen. Yemen? Yemen. Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) But shortly after they were born, they moved to Wales. Uh, their father, Aubrey, worked for the uh, Royal Air Force, and their mother, Gloria, she was a stay-at-home mom, because obviously, you know, two twins. They also had two older siblings, Greta and David, so, like, four kids. Yeah. That's a, you may have already that's said a full-time this, job. What time period? Uh, 1963 is when they were born. Okay. Um, so, yeah, shortly after that is when they moved to Wales. Okay. Yep. So, um, like, super early on, the girls were, like, noticeably slower to start talking. Um, It's not completely unusual because twins usually do start talking later than, like, babies born without a twin. That's Um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Non-twin babies, I guess that's what you would call them, non-twin babies, (laughs) usually start talking at, like, 12 or 18 months, and twins will start talking closer to 20 months. So it wasn't, like, that weird when they were babies and not starting to talk. Oh, gotcha. Um, but when they did start to talk, the girls had a speech impediment. So it was, like, a noticeable, like, speech impediment, um, making them hard to understand. Um, in a documentary uh, called Without My Shadow, June said that people would always ask them to repeat themselves or say, you know, like, what did you say? Or, like, you know, what? Um, and that just encouraged them to not want to talk even more. Um, than they already weren't, so just, like, helped their case. Um, once the girls started school, they would use commands and short sentences to commute with their teacher and their peers. Um, but commands? Like a, yeah, like, you know, like, stop, yes, no, I want to, okay. you know, like, like, short. Short, okay. Yeah, short and direct, like, very deliberate words. Okay. 
So they're just serious kids. I guess so. Like, I'm intentional and I'm five. Like, what five-year-old is intentional? Yeah, that's so wild. I just picture, well, all the five-year-olds, like, I've known have been, like, the most imaginative kids and just go on and on and on and on and on Yeah. when they talk, so. Yeah, just, like, the floods don't stop when their mouth is open. It's just <laughs> exactly. constantly going. Um, let's see. So... So one person that the girls would talk to was their younger sister, Rosie. So Rosie was, like, actually getting, like, some communication from their sisters. So their younger sister, Rosie, was obviously born, like, once they got to Wales, and they would talk to her. Mm -hmm. Their odd speaking habits weren't the only strange thing that the girls had going for them. So, you know, we're talking about how, like, the five-year-old's kids are not, like, talking nonstop like most kids, but they're also doing everything, like, slow and in unison what so yeah so like they're dressing the same they're okay that's normal for twins i feel yeah especially like twin girls like of course you're gonna put them in a cute dress but like Mm -hmm. when they're eating they're like cutting and eating and chewing and then when they're drinking tea they're moving their hand and slowly at the same time at the same time shut up why that's so creepy yes (laughs) So, like, these girls that don't talk also are doing everything in unison. Like, mmm, little off. Um, so, they, the girls had actually even stopped talking to their own, like, family. Like I said, like, they would talk to their sister Rosie, but, like, they really weren't talking to their mom, and they really weren't talking to their parents. Um, wow. Sometimes their parents could hear them talking, like, from behind like a closed door like they were in their room and they were playing with their dolls and the girls did that a lot they played with their dolls a lot um it was kind of like okay i don't know like their activity that they did um rosie the sister that they did talk to was often like in on this playtime and was like talk to the talk to them playing with the dolls as well so rosie was just this like special chosen sister i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Um, the school that gets they- to know all their secrets. <laughs> I know, right? So the school that the girls went to um, also thought the girls were strange. They were like, I mean, obviously you're not going to look at these little girls like walking in unison and be like, oh, that's totally normal. Um, but they definitely thought it was harmless. They didn't really think that there was anything wrong with what the girls were doing. Nobody was getting hurt. Nothing crazy was happening. So it was just kind of like, okay, we're going to let them be. Um, okay. They also let them stay, like, in the same classroom. Um, so, I don't know, Jess, if you know anything about, like, I, don't, I obviously don't know anything about Britain schools, but uh, here in <laughs> America, either. like, if you're a twin, like, I had twin cousins. My twin cousins were split up in classes um, when they were little, and this is to help, like, them, sp- like, get their own identity and, like, have their own friends and do their own things, learn their own way. Um, but this isn't what the Gibbons school was practicing well I went to so my experience is different just because we I went to like a Lutheran school like private school until eighth grade um and basically like our entire class was like made up of 25 kids and no matter what age it was like based on age group so there was never more than like 30 kids per per class so twins would be in the same class at that for that example yeah Yeah. well i guess my thought we went to like a humongous austin public school 
So like, right. that makes the setting so I get, Okay, yeah, yeah, I get that too because, um, I mean, I went to a public high school and that's kind of where I noticed that twins were separate. Yeah. Hmm. I guess everybody does it different. Circumstantial. I don't know. <laughs> I guess when you only have like one class per grade, it's a little different. Yeah, that's true. Very true. I don't even I don't even remember how many there were, but I remember there was at least like five, six teachers for each grade. Like big school. Wild. Wild. <laughs> I was sheltered. I was a sheltered child. <laughs> I went to Austin. I think that's the opposite of shelter. <laughs> In Austin public school. A scary thought. Um one thing that um another thing that the girls had going against them is they were actually the only um like black family within their neighborhood so um and it's like the 60s right and it's the 60s so yeah you're you're the only black family in a whole white community in the 60s so like you're you're also like very off in the way of like you're not talking and when you do talk you don't sound right and Mm -hmm. you know like all these things so so they stand out they stand out and they're like super bullied so bullied that their teachers would let them leave class early to avoid like ridicule after school oh my gosh it's awful like just that's just terrible so bad the teachers are like helping you yeah so bad in 1976 a doctor uh dr reese comes to school to give um all the kids at the school a tb test so the turkey look tuberculosis <laughs> test. Um, Keep that in, please. <laughs> I, I have to. Um, he took tuberculosis. N- tuberculosis. <laughs> he <laughs> he took notice of the girls, uh, of the twin girls, and just their extremely odd behavior. Um, he brings all of his concerns to the school and learns that the teachers have also noticed that Jennifer seems to have some kind of like hold over June, like they like. I don't know. I want to. I don't want to call it like a vibe, but I mean, like, like they just have this sense that Jennifer is kind of her like actions are being dictated by June. What? Yeah. So like, like it, controlled. Kinda. Yeah. Like, what the like heck? she doesn't want to do anything and upset June. Kind of. So June is like alpha. Yeah, June is like the, like the yeah yeah yeah. I think we're both thinking like Mean Girls, like Regina George. <laughs> I think, honestly, my head goes more to like, like, um, I hate this word so much, but like possession. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, when you, when, okay, I was trying to keep things light, but <laughs> when you were saying earlier on that they were like moving very slowly and like in unison, I, that, that's where my brain was. I was like, they have to be possessed because that's creepy as hell. Freaking creepy. Yeah, like, so, so yeah, my mind immediately is like, oh, oh, I, I don't even like the word, but possession. Yeah, same. I, yeah. Uh, so at the age of 14, so 1977, when the girls were 14, the school decided that they couldn't really give the support that the girls needed. Um, so they transferred them over to Eastgate. Um, this was just like a smaller school. It wasn't like kind of kind of like your school where it's like smaller and they're getting mm-hmm. the attention that they need versus, you know, the Austin school where nobody's getting any attention. <laughs> but even here, sheltered. sheltered, 
but even here the girls are not talking to anybody like they like nothing changes nothing improves they're still just not talking to anybody but they do learn that the girls will communicate by like writing so i think the question you know initially is like do they need to be put in like special classes where they're getting specialized learning and things like that but mm-hmm. the girls are intelligent they're just not talking which i can't even imagine how frustrating okay so they know information they're just not using it yeah like normally (laughs) it's like i'm making a decision to not talk okay with my sister protest yeah so strange so weird yeah so after a year of trying to make progress with the girls the schools decide like all right like we're gonna separate you the girls had journaled about how they think that this would probably be good for them because they like realized that they you know depended on one another and that they were in sync with one another um and think that this would help them become their own person okay that's good until the time came when they were actually separated so when the school came to break the girls apart jennifer actually jolted towards june and scratched her in her face so hard she broke the skin like what yes and so that just started the girls on this huge screaming like cat like like an all-out brawl oh my gosh which like that's a lot of pent-up energy like what (laughs) and they're screaming like you've been silent this entire time and now you're just gonna like let the crazy out like okay so obviously the school is like sitting there like flabbergasted until yeah, they finally promise. are like, wait, wait, it's our job to, like, take care of the girls. And so they start, <laughs> you know, they try and tear them apart. And, like, as soon as they get them apart, the girls, like, <sighs> like, just, like, go back to their, like, emotionless selves, like, immediately. What? Yeah. So the school made, like, made good. And they were like, no, we're still separating you. You might be crazy, but we're still taking you apart. So when they were 15, June went to St. David's and Jennifer stayed at Eastgate where they had been. Mm-hmm. But without Jennifer, June had gotten worse, like, if even possible. She wouldn't move. Like, she just was this, like, hollow body, basically, and was super stiff and emotionless. She would just sit there with tears running down her face. Oh. So she was silently, like, just staring off and tears just streaming down her face that's sad and like traumatizing like yeah. imagine staring at this like little girl who's just like stiff body is just leaking so she's like depressed without her sister and creepily it's she's like silently depressed like still not talking still nothing coming from them but mm-hmm. tears rolling down her face the only time she stopped crying was when she was able to talk to jennifer like on the phone what Mm -hmm. so after two months apart after after just two months june went on a hunger strike and just completely stopped eating this obviously broke the school like this like broke them they were like i don't know about dependency dude like right the school was just straight up like i don't know what to do with this so like we're gonna let you go back so this they finally let jennifer go back to school with june Okay. So at the age of 16, basically what happens is the girls are just kind of, like, done with the public school system. They were, like, we don't know what to do, can't help you, we tried all we could, but you're 16, adios. So 
the wow. girls the, <laughs> the girls go off and live off of unemployment um they go back to their room and play with their dolls at 16 at 16 that's weird <laughs> so we like later find out that like the girls dolls had very like extensive lives like they were dating and like get what? i mean obviously like obviously like getting dressed and you know whatever with dolls that you always do but like dating getting married dying 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 they went so far as the dolls died never once yeah like never once like super <laughs> extensive lives never once did my dolls die <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they live forever <laughs> but you got to think like this is how the girls like were expressing themselves and were able to like i don't know in a way like live out a life that they weren't living that's true wild that's so crazy bonkers <laughs> bonkers good word um in so in 1980 so like christmas time 1980 they were gifted diaries okay because i mean they write well if they like to write yeah exactly so they like to write and the girls actually go on to become published like they're published authors oh my god june wrote a book uh it's titled pepsi cola addict and jennifer wrote discomania so both of these are really just kind of like a way for them to escape what they are living and like go and Mm -hmm. and do more you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but they also started to use the diaries as like diaries writing their own thoughts and basically for the first time they're thinking for themselves as like individuals as opposed to like doing and living and being basically the same person Um, I say that because previously the girls basically did not have two identities they had one and it was named jay so they would have referred to themselves as jay like one single identity what? <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> what yeah so it, i mean it was like the girls just had one identity like you can call us jay right so strange no it's so strange do um, they have i mean I, I don't even know what I was going to ask. Um, I'm just baffled right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty wild stuff. Um, so, okay, so that was, you know, like 1980. So when the girls turned 17, or about the time that they turned 17, you know, they are 17-year-olds. They're kind of like, you know what? Like, our dolls live this life. Like, I want to live this life. And so they mm-hmm. start, like, kind of going out into the world. Um they sought out to become more social and found a boyfriend or or a group of boys jay found a boyfriend or they each found a boyfriend. <laughs> wow okay good question i think it, <laughs> i think it was a boyfriend for jay but they ended up with like uh like a group of boys the armstrong boys okay so that's like they ended up with the armstrong boys okay live your life <laughs> live your life armstrong boys it's fine um the boys introduced them they were like we're not good influences they were like hey here's drinking here's smoking weed here's like nice doing all the things that you have you literally went from playing dolls to smoking weed and drinking that's that's a wild transition it's yeah it's not slow it's not subtle it's quite a jump yeah (laughs) uh so the relationship ended with the boys when jennifer lost her virginity and June 
was left a virgin. Oh, shit. So, like, obviously this, like, we're so different now because you did that. And you, like, I, you know, like, whirlwind of, like, oh, my gosh, but we're different now. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, two days after that, two days after June and Jennifer are, like, huh, I'm different from you and we are different now in this way, uh, two days after, they start having this, like, all-out brawl where they're trying oh, to kill one another in their like, bedroom. Actually, actually kill each other. Yeah, I... I or, like, sibling fight. <laughs> no, like, cord around their neck, like, going oh, to Jesus kill each Christ. other. Christ. <laughs> And then it, like, simmers down somehow. Like, okay, sorry, like, lol, let's walk away from this. To, like, they go for a walk that night. And June pushes Jennifer (laughs) off of a bridge into a river. Freaking casual. Oh, my God. So casual. She just, like, like, boop, pushes my sister into a river. And the only, and so then, like, she jumps in after her. But it's not, like, to save her. It's to, like, make sure she's dead. Like, she goes oh in, like, swinging. God. Yeah. Only to be, like, taken apart by some, like, bystander. And then the girls walk off and, like, I love you. I'm sorry. And they, like, walk off. When, like, ten seconds ago she was about to freaking murder her. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, they were, like, trying to kill each other. No big deal. It's a very toxic relationship. Yeah. Is relationship, like... Yeah. (laughs) It's a very toxic situation. Yeah, very much so. Um, So this whole, like, smoking, drinking, fighting, sex, all of this going on really just kind of, like, escalates. Um, So the girls actually started on this, like, criminal path. Where they were, like, doing, like, little petty crimes. Like, like doing graffiti and stealing, like, you know, like, little things from, like, I don't know what I guess they would consider Walmart. You know, like, just, like, little things. Mm-hmm. Um, until their little petty crimes turned into, like, setting a tennis court on fire. Which leads to a tractor store being caught on fire. Which arson, bro. Is Felony. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it just, like, escalates and escalates and escalates. And so, at 19, the girls are sent to prison for multiple crimes. Okay. Well, they did it, so. Yeah. So, they're, like, you know, like, <laughs> convicted of all these crimes, and they did it. Um, so, they were sent to Broad- Broadmoor. Mm-hmm. They were sent to Broadmoor. So, this is the yeah, most... Both of them at the same same prison? Yep. They get to the same prison. Um, <laughs> this This is the most secure institution in all of Britain. Okay. Ask me why it had to be the most secure. Why? Because all the other ones thought the girls were too spooky. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm so fair. So, I'm so sorry. You're <laughs> telling me that you've got, like, murderers in there and you think you're scared of some twin girls? What? Uh, whatever you say. That's <laughs> That really gets me, like, Literally, I quote, the girls were too spooky. But they didn't, I mean, the worst thing they did was arson. Yes, this is true. They didn't kill anybody. But you gotta think, like... almost each other, but... But I would have, I mean, I would have to think the whole, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, vibe of, like, them being... Telepathy? It's not telepathy. Like, the, 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 like, Jennifer being over June kind of thing, like, the, the, the possession... 
you know, like, has to still be relevant. I just hate that word. It's going to give me nightmares. Um, Stop. uh, Like, that has to be so present. (laughs) It has to be so present. So I get it. I mean, I'd be like, heck no, they're not coming here. They're scary. (laughs) I get it. I get it too. Yeah. Um, So while they're there, they meet this reporter named Marjorie Wallace. Um, Marjorie Wallace, like, takes this, like, super deep interest in the girls and really takes time to get to know them. She, like, spends, like, weekends there getting to know them. Um, But she starts also, like, reading their diary. Like, she's given permission to, like, read their diaries. Whoa. Yeah. Um, But this actually leads to good things because she kind of realizes that the girls are kind of being tortured by each other. So Okay, which we kind of knew, we, but... Like, there was always, what did I say? A vibe. There was always a vibe that that was what was going on. <laughs> but, you know, there was never any, like... It's a bad vibe, it's for not sure. A good vibe. I don't like the vibe. Um, they actually ended up being diagnosed with identity blending. Like, super extra severe identity blending. That makes sense because they went by one they, entity. They were they were like, yeah. "Oh, I am one person." What do you mean? We're not two. We're one. Like, yeah. creepy. Weird. So yeah, so they ha- were diagnosed with identity blending, which I feel like is super correct. Um, so this meant that the girls didn't really need to be in jail. Like them committing these crimes weren't really because like we're criminals or we're masterminds. It was really kind of like a cry for help. Like we really need somebody to help us come out of this identity blending situation okay so the girls are basically like i don't know how to say this because i'm i'm not much for the court system but they're basically getting out of prison and going to a hospital where they're going to receive help okay um so you know the girls talk about like you know like i'm so excited to leave broadmoor i'm so excited to leave this place um Mm -hmm. but they knew that when that day did come one of them would have to die so the other could like move on and live their life what yeah one day they can both just live their life (laughs) i i think it just has to do with like the only way so we can get out of this is if one of us dies and so i mean like casually one day um like 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 sitting there sipping tea casually Jennifer was talking to Marjorie Wallace, the reporter, mm-hmm. and lets her know, like, I've decided to die. Like, she's basically said, like, I'm deciding to let June continue to live and, and I'm going to die when we get out of here. Like, that's what it's going to be. Oh, my God. And so, like, obviously, like, could you imagine being Marjorie and being like, uh-huh, don't be silly. Like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's exactly what my reaction would be right what do you mean right (laughs) i'd be like what do you mean (laughs) so that whole thing happens and so when the girls are 31 years old i think it's like really close they're released to coswell a less severe facility like i said it's more of like a hospital where they're gonna get care okay so as the girls they get into the cab they start driving out of this extra super secure facility. Jennifer, like, like slumps over to, like, take, like, a little nap, I guess, on her sister June's uh, shoulder. 
and fell into a coma oh my god so like literally like as soon as they like leave the gates of the facility she like leans over and goes into a coma and bad vibe yeah bad vibe all of it's scary like, because how do you how do you plan that unless you um did she have anything in her system like did she drug herself no they went and did a toxicology report and there was like nothing saying that she drugged herself like she did reportedly oh. i guess like not feel well the morning of so she like manifested it basically basically but that's insane but when they got out of the cab at the new facility she was pronounced dead holy shit yeah there was a little swelling uh talk speaking the autopsy showed a little bit of swelling around her heart but the true thing that that ended up killing her is still like unknown june wrote a poem to go on jennifer's headstone and it reads Mm -hmm. Once we were two, we two made one. We no more two, though life be one. Rip. Oh my god. Like, what? Yeah, and that's on her headstone. That's on her headstone. And then I guess June really went on to go live a, a normal life. Like, she said that, you know, that e- each day she, like, wakes up and another day that she's alive is another day that she's basically like living for her sister Aww. like living for the two of them yeah okay that's sweet but also what <laughs> also very much what yeah i like still can't wrap my brain around the fact that one of them had to die in order for the other one to be happy yeah it makes no sense but um makes me want to stay inside (laughs) absolutely yep thanks for listening guys and make sure to stay tuned for our next episode and another reason to stay inside if you want to follow us on instagram follow us at stay inside podcast um if you want to email us any questions concerns comments suggestions all that fun stuff um email us at stayinsidepod at gmail.com and if you want to tweet at us, because we are on Twitter now, uh, our at is Stay Inside Pod. Cool. Bye. <laughs>